the Positive Games is back today, and our special guest is Fresh C. What is going on, man? Cody, thank you for uh, joining today. Um, yeah. For those of you that are listening, man, we, uh, we've we got quite some history. Um, oh, yeah. Cody was one of the first ones that uh, kind of gave some advice years ago on uh, charitable events within the community. Um, a little backstory, how me and you met. Do you remember? You, okay, don't, uh, don't misquote me, but I'm pretty sure. I want to say the boombox. The boombox, yes, man. He, uh, yeah. I got a mutual invite, showed up down there. Um, for those of you again listening, it was a, uh, he had his own setup. It was a shop, real nice. It was a uh, shop in the front with, had all the, uh, the music, Arizona artists, and then, you know, other artists from all over. And then in the back, you had your own setup with the uh, Freestyle Fridays. Oh, yeah. And the cool thing about it was you were you were giving uh, kids an opportunity to come off the street, especially the location of it all, um, just yeah. to walk in, kind of hang out, grab a soda, sit on the couch, grab some music. And uh, yeah, that was that was one of the pivotal moments, I feel like, in, in the community that got, I got washed away. But that's how you and I met. Yeah, and... Uh, and- I've, I was 100% sure it was, uh, I don't know if it was actually, because remember, we used to do concerts there too, but I remember at the first mm-hmm. venue, we only had a stage that was like, like this big, like literally, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you went to the freestyle, um, the freestyle battle. I can't remember the kid's name, uh, but I mean, that doesn't really matter, but it was a kid from the community, I believe, who was connected to like uh, like Chris Franco and some of the other guys that we kind of all knew from around the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, we're talking, yeah, almost almost 10 years ago. So it's great to see that, yeah. you know, you're doing well. And, and again, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Of course. All right, man. So again, for those of you that do not know, uh, will you talk on your background a little bit how you got into music and where you grew up <coughs> yeah so excuse me so it's, it's it's kind of a long story but I'll keep it uh I'll keep it short and interesting so um originally I'm from Portobello California that's originally where I grew up uh, where I was raised uh typical kind of story poverty stricken um a lot of adversity a lot of obstacles not um not a lot of hope where I come from and so um, I relocated here my freshman year um, in high school and went to Pima and, uh, you know, just always kicking raps, uh, you know, started rapping, I think about 12, 11, 12, give or take. And uh, anywhere, you know, from freestyle battles in California, that's kind of like where the origin began in a sense, as far as, um, as far as rapping. And then I moved to Arizona, you know, to, to Graham County uh, and, my first impression was kind of like, yo, where am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is different, you know, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it's, it was very different to some getting used to. So, um, like I said, California to here, um, it's it pretty, you know, making the story short, you know, in the background, as far as like music, it started battle rapping and rapping in California and, and that kind of thing, uh, entering freestyle battle contests, rapping at school, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and then moved to Arizona and still kept rapping, 
I mean, I was the kid in the football team, basketball, track, baseball, that would be rapping in the back of the bus, rapping in the van, rapping on the court, rapping in the baseball field, rapping at dances, class. I just like any chance I could get on the mic, you know, I, I would grab the mic and rip it. So, I mean, I, I know that's kind of long tail to what you said, but, you know, that that's kind of where I'm from and what I'm about. Now, the thing that I, I appreciate the most about you is, is not just the community aspect of it all, but the fact that you made your own your own way, your own path, and you haven't, uh, I don't want to say shadowed, but you haven't copied, you haven't copied your original. How, how hard has that been yeah. for you to stay so original in this area? Um. I mean, this is a double-edged sword question, but I love it, man. Great question. Um, I don't think it's hard to be myself because just growing up, uh, taking it back, right? Let's take it back a little bit. So in California, that's kind of the code. Like you have to be yourself, whatever whatever it is you are. You know what I mean? Wherever it is you're located, whatever your demographic is, whatever school you go to, you had to, you had to be that. There was a sense of uh, authenticity where, where I come from. And that's just something that doesn't really go away. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess it's something, you know, just like lear learned behavior with children. You know, if they learn something early on, more than likely is, you know, positive or negative, it's going to continue to grow as they get older. And it's harder to, to wash it away if it's negative. And if it's great positive, then, you know, you're on your way. So with that being said, I just always stayed who I am. And it made it very, I will say this place has made it difficult. Because being yourself here, um, I don't feel as represented in a manner that's respected. And, and what I mean by that is everybody in this location likes, every, likes to be like everybody else. Everybody wants to imitate something. You get a, a truck with a six-inch lift, so does your neighbor and your neighbor's son and their cousin. You know, you, you go into a certain career path it's almost destined for you or the children or whoever coming up to be in the same path. So when you see this kid rapping, doing, you know, I didn't name any of the other stuff, but just doing other things that I do. And I'm wearing an orange hat with a green bill and a yellow shirt and everybody else is wearing black and white. They're like, who is this guy? And in some cases it's been a good thing, but worst case scenario overall, it's been a bad thing. But the, like you were saying, and I appreciate it, I'm only going to be me. I don't want to be anybody else. So I'm unapologetically me. You know what I mean? Because it's made it harder, yeah. but I don't care. It's never stopped me. I don't lose sleep over it kind of thing. I just, just like your show, the positive gains, right? I choose to be positive because I could easily, I, and I've seen plenty of people do it in this music business, even some whom uh, I was with in the beginning. None of them are here, zero. So I look at it in this sense. The thing that keeps me going is knowing that I'll be able to pioneer something, help somebody, because I know this will motivate or help somebody in some form, shape, or way. If I haven't done it already, right. it will, It will, and it'll live on, it'll carry on. And the thing about it is all, all you need to do or, or one person needs to do is pay attention to a lot of these things I'm doing one time and apply it and start seeing other changes. And when you see more of the change, you're not gonna see everybody in black and white anymore. 
you're going to see people with orange, yellow, purple, pink, blue, all these other colors, because they're all different creators, all different kinds of people. And I think that's one of the main things that keeps me on that high end is to know that this will positively impact somebody, you know, and, and to end it, it's not just about me. I just happen to be a driving force to help others. You know, it might sound a little complex, but that's really how I look at it. Cause it's, it's been, uh, it could have been easy to give up. Right. And do you feel like, you know, the way that I guess social media is, and it's been like that for a while, I was saying this to somebody last week, a lot of people are looking for the, I don't want to say a flash in the pan, but they're, they're almost looking for a way to, how can I jump the line? How can I jump the line and, and put myself on level 10 where I never even did one, two, three, four, you see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of, and you'll say it too, a lot of talent. There's so much talent out there, but how hard, do you, how hard is it for people to grow, meaning go through some life experiences that you probably had yourself instead of just leapfrogging? Yeah. I think for you, um, going through those experiences have obviously made you a part of who you are today. Yeah, definitely. So do you feel like for, 100%. you know, people that leapfrog, do you feel like they, they skip out on that and they're doing themselves a disservice in a way? Uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that because here's the thing. You know, when you skip steps in anything, ultimately you're trying to build a foundation that you can build on. So if you're skipping the foundation and you're just building stuff, eventually when situations occur, like you're saying problems, issues, mishaps, you're just going to crumble to the ground. There's not going to be anything left. So in that, you know, metaphor way, metaphorical way, that's, I, I agree. I think if you're skipping all these steps, you're cheating yourself because at the end of the day, those steps that get you to that point of success, the steps to get there, we're building, you know, I'll use music in a sense because uh, this game is dirty. And, and I just mean it from industry. I'm not talking local hip hop stuff. Uh, I'm talking industry stuff. And so the industry is really murky. So if you don't know, and the most important part of that foundation, like the steps one, two, and three, that they're missing, the first is the business. I, I, I hate to say this as bad as people don't want to hear it. And, the, and it sometimes I'm torn between saying it, but it's the fact. Business comes first. The art comes second. That's great if you master the art, your 10,000 hours, and you, you know, don't, you know, you, you've learned music theory or you haven't, or you came up with your own style, right? None of that matters if you don't know the business. You can know the business and be Takashi 69 <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Terrible. Man. He can't rap? He can't rap. Nobody, want, nobody but 13-year-old kids want to hear that stuff. Let's just be real. You know, it's just not, it's just, it is what it is. If you really think about that concept, those are the kinds of guys that can't rap, but they know the business, right? right. You got guys that know the business and can rap. I'd be for, I'm fortunately one of them. That's what those ones and two, the first and second step, a lot of people think it's just music got to record every day. Well, that's cool, but there's so much more to it. Like, and, and that's not even enough, but I, 
to answer your question on the steps, yeah, it's it's a disservice to themselves because in the end, when you get to that point, you won't know how to handle and deal with these things that you triumphantly went through on steps one through four. Now, how's, how do you learn something like that as far as the business side? Because uh, most people probably won't have too many people in their corner that know how to do it. Is that something that you've got to research on your own or do you got to put your trust into somebody that knows about it? You know, how do you go about doing that? You know, and, and my best advice for that, just, just on that subject is, uh, man, like kids have it easier. Now I'm only going to use the comparison because you have Google, you have a, you know, uh, internet based web crawler that constantly grabs information from any place, anywhere. Now, when I was growing up, I didn't have that. So what I would do is mm -hmm. I would listen, you know, taking you through the process, I would listen to the radio. So you got to think growing up in California, I had good choices for radio. So I would right. listen to the radio. And back in the 90s, they used to do radio interviews with a lot of artists. So I would listen. I listened to everything. So no, I didn't have any homies in the street that were legit rappers. So I couldn't learn the business. I, I learned hustling. I learned that aspect and how to protect myself and survival but not the music business. So I had to get the music business information at that time by actually doing homework, like school. I hear somebody's on the radio, I'm tuning in and I'm sitting there and I would take notes. This is how crazy about it I was. I would take notes and write stuff about Run DMC's interview or like um, different, re they used to do reruns is what uh, Power 90, uh, Power 92.3, the beat used to play. <clears throat> and then other, any rapper, right? MTV, Yo MTV Raps. BET, uh, uh, Vibe Magazine, Source Magazine, I would read. So how I got my information was using all the elements. So watching what I could on the tube, reading some literature or magazines, and then, you know, listening, <clears throat> excuse me, and then learning from all those, all the information. But now you have Google. You can sit in your bedroom, half awake, two cups of coffee deep, and read. Right. There's, there's plenty of court you know, courses and stuff that you could take from, you know, if you got to find somebody trustworthy. So to answer the other part, my advice in this business is take, you know, it, it, it's hard not to be, uh, I'm being as real as I can, but staying as positive as I can, because this is like a crazy scenario as well, is just be aware of who you're getting the information from, if it's from somebody whom you think you can trust. So kind of validate, you know what I mean? Like there's there's ways to do that. Um, so me firsthand, I'd rather go to it. That's what I did. I I created and found innovative ways to learn and I had nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I would just use the resources, but now that, you know, younger kids have Google, there's so many forums. There, there's a lot of information out there, but you just got to want it, you know? Giving the game away right now. We have to have people charge you. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's get into the music, man. Um, this is a funny story. Uh, two days ago, we were driving, and uh, your song pops on on our uh, on the phone. Yeah, we have a shuffle, and it was uh, that's tight. What was it? Don't judge me. And uh, my daughter oh, yeah. freaked out in the back. She was like. Oh my God, dad, don't, don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. This is my favorite song. It's my favorite song. 
I said, all right, we're going to let it play. Yo, Don't worry. So and she, every time, every time one of your songs come on, this is no lie. She says, hey, I've met, I've met Fresh C. Dad, I know him. I know him. So uh, <laughs> she, uh, she gets a that, big kick out of it. That is so cool. Yeah. Her, her well, and my uh, boy. What, what's your daughter's name again? Jade. Jade? Yeah, Jade. She's yeah. a seven-year-old. Yeah. Shout out to Jade one time. Thank you. You know, you'll you'll have to play that for her sometime. Listen, or, or she will. IG, you know, she will hi. fight somebody over it. I am not joking, man. Because a <laughs> lot of times cool, the songs, man. you know, I, I've heard it and I'll, I'll you know play through it or or uh, yeah. skip it. Not yours, yeah. but just in general. And so she made sure don't don't move it, don't move it. So, um, but yeah, the your music. Um, I really can't pick out. My favorites, uh, man, you've done so many. Again, I'm always appreciative of, of the fact that I feel like you uh, widened my knowledge for, for music, especially in Arizona, because I did not realize that there were so many rappers, you know, yeah. uh, out here. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's just talk about your music, the, the inspiration behind it. I know you went on a tour, I want to say last year was it about a year and a half ago yeah i've been off the road for the first time yeah about a year and a half now yeah. scary <laughs> yeah scary, so but, um, but, yeah we'll, we'll just start with with your music you know the inspiration behind it how you felt when you finally you know released your first uh i think the correct terms ep right yes 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 nice nice job on that one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um no uh and just just as a disclaimer for people that are listening like it, it's 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 hard for an artist i have yet to ever release an album so i've released tons of mixtape mixtapes throughout the years mike has plenty of them uh I'm, yes. <laughs> I, and i'm sure because he's been there so shout out to him but no it's it's it goes back to like what you were saying earlier about the steps right? Like if, if other people do their due diligence, if they wanted to get into music, there's a huge difference between a mixtape, an EP and an album. So I respect that. So kudos to you on that. Um, but the other thing, like just as far as music is starting with just the rapping, because I, and I haven't until just here recently kind of opened up publicly about the other things in music I do from production to engineering. Right. But um, so rapping like, just to go all the way back, like, to be 100% realistic is, like, rapping saved my life. So regardless of, regardless of all these things that happens to, you know, things that have happened to me while being in this community and other communities, too, because of my career choice. Right. It's, it's not something people do. So it saved my life, though. And where I come from, you know, uh, for people who don't know, I come from a very, you know, like I said earlier, poverty-stricken background, and you you see all the extremes, like everything that's kind of going on in Safford currently, and people are kind of freaking out. Uh, if you could amplify that times a thousand or more, this is how it was in the 90s in real life. This is things, it's a walk in the park. <clears throat> but rapping, to me, the reason why I did it is I loved music. Right. I loved any music. It wasn't just rap. So like jazz, blues, um, folk music, country, classic country, uh, rock, metal, grunge. Like I listened to 
everything. I was just a sponge. And I decided to just start writing rhymes. And what kind of inspired that in the very early beginning, seven, eight years old, I was writing poetry. And my mom inspired that because she used to get uh, her poems published in Reader's Digest. It was like an old school book back in the day that like women would read. Mm -hmm. And so she kind of helped me out with my pen game. And then I got into a music class. So I did drums like third and fourth grade and stuff like that. So the early beginnings, those elements were kind of there. I just really wanted to be a musician. Now, what I, can I say that I knew I was be, going to become a rapper? No, because honestly, I just wrote because I really enjoyed writing. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. I loved music and I loved writing and expressing myself. And hip hop was like, I can express myself in like, the most articulate way as a, as a kid, right? As a, right. as a young buck growing up. So the, and, and the correlation to saving my life is instead of me going and doing these things that I was seeing every day, I would just rap about what I'm seeing. Just being a journalist, like, Hey, this bothers me. My friend got killed today or I buried my cousin cause he overdosed or, you know, somebody broke into my house or we're on welfare. Like, instead of holding all these things in, which I feel like young men, young men of all colors and creeds go through, I was vocalizing mm-hmm. them through self-expression. And had I not, sure, I got into mishaps and I did get into trouble, but if I hadn't had a way to express myself, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you. So that's the deeper meaning to the music. And the second part is there's always a truth. There's always truth in my music. There's, you know, music... In fact, like growing up before I became a musician, it helped co- help me cope with things. Help me, you know, when I would listen to like Frank Sinatra or Led Zeppelin or Guns N' Roses or, you know, Tupac, like it made me feel like even though the world was in chaos in front of me, it was going to be okay. And so for me, when right. I write music, I'm hoping that somebody else can take a message that's in it positively. And maybe what they see out the window that might be chaos Maybe I could alleviate that. Like music alleviated it for me. So there's always, always, always a positive message. Some are brash. Some are brash brash messages. But I keep it real. Mm -hmm. Going all the way back to to what you were saying about being me. You know, people might not like my story, but this is my story. And it's for for me to narrate and authorize. Not for somebody to, you know write their own or, or paraphrase what it is. And I give it to people raw in the rawest form. But that's, that's to me, very positive because you, you don't know what life you might affect positively in a sense, you know what I mean? Who, who you might inspire. And to me, that, that means the world to me. Like all the money and all that kind of stuff, that, don't, that could go out the window because you can't take that with you. But if you change a life, Hopefully that life that you change will change somebody else's so it lives forever. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot deeper than people think as far as like rap, you know what I mean? Just to kind of go off of that. The other part is production. So I produce, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm sitting in front of it so I can show you. So right before we got on, this is what I was doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just like working beats. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I make beats all the time. I've made uh, instrumentals for television, for place, uh, 
networks like uh, HBO and Netflix and things like that, like putting, you know, getting your music out there for the commercials, for the blibs, for all those kinds of things, you know, and so, but not a lot of people knew that, you know, a lot, most people just, just think I just, I don't know, I just rap, you know what I mean, but I do production, I do engineering, so anything that you hear is all done by me, you know, give or take, and if, and, and I do have to credit producers, from previous projects because there was help but as far as the engineering I was always in the cockpit you know even when I was learning I was learning from somebody else's studio sessions just gaining the knowledge so now I have music you know writing rapping performing all that kind of stuff but thankfully I, I can do production also because we're still technically in quarantine so I haven't been able to tour tours are the biggest right. uh, the biggest part of my o- overhead you know, that's 60% of my income, you know, because for people out there who don't know, you know, the 0.00.38% of a cent that I get from a stream on Spotify, it's a little, little different, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can get 40,000 <laughs> streams and make $92, you know what I mean? So it's, so, you know, there's just so much to it, but yeah, you know, rapping, making beats, engineering, um, I guess, feature on a lot of projects I do, um, you know, just all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? What What's funny is uh, I've learned over the years with you is you you never you never show your both hands. So you've always got you know one nah. hand out that you kind of keep people looking at, and then the other hand's behind working, doing something, and then maybe slowly it'll creep out. But then again, you've got more stuff going on that nobody ever sees. I've I've learned that over the years with you, which is good. Can't you can't tell everybody everything. You just can't. No, and and that's a uh, bro. You're dead on, man. That you're dead on. Props. Um, <laughs> but no, you're right though. And 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 there's a reasoning behind it. And I hold I hold uh, no secrets because at the end of the day, if if somebody uses them, great. But more than likely, they're not. So it's really no loss for me. Right. So the the rhyme to the reason on on that part is simply. Uh, there's a certain thing, if you've studied your favorite musician, whoever, whoever that could be, anything, uh, I would say 85 and earlier, each artist before 85 or up to 85, you could pick any artist in any genre in any timeline, there's always a mystique about, about one of them, you know, whoever you could pick from Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses to Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack, you know, there's so many variables, even Tupac, a lot of people right. don't even don't even understand a lot of the things Tupac did and and some of it was here and some of it was there but I studied I studied these musicians and one thing that I always saw occur is the people that showed all their hands and and were always in the tabloids or magazines telling everything about the album telling everything about all the guest features all this stuff well if you told me and, and you, if we read the magazine and you told us everything that's going to be on the album and everything that you're doing, well, then the mystery is gone. Mm-hmm. Why, why do I care? Why do I care now? Why do I want to purchase your project? You just told me who's on it. Maybe I don't like track three because it's got somebody that I don't like. Right. Maybe I don't like the beats. Maybe the cover art's whack. That's a bold <laughs> Uh, a huge move that I, that I see artists do it all day. Even artists that I've had this conversation with and they still do it and then they wonder why certain things don't work out. So going back to that, 
if you only have one hand up and you're keeping everybody's focus, it's always the, it's always been the key. And it's not that I'm trying to elude anybody. It's just, it's the opposite. Right. Because you never know who's watching you. I'm not worried about naysayers or negative people because they don't, they don't, you know, they don't matter. But there's other people that are trying to get to where you're at and they take any chance that they could to cut through, going back to what you said, steps one through three. So they want to get to, oh, let's go to a step. Wow, that's a long ways up. And you're trying to take pieces to the puzzle. What, what ends up happening is, you know, they'll take something from it or they're, or they're still from it. And then they put it together in, in whatever way. And then it taints my original idea. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or, or could ruin your business. Somebody could undercut you. But at the end of it all, you got to give people a reason to want to care anyway, especially look at how music is now. I could drop an album produced by Dr. Dre and have Eminem on, on track two and people will forget in five days. Yeah. It'll oh be, yeah. You know, because this TikTok video, of somebody's sister who blew up and skateboards all of a sudden blew up on day number six and now nobody cares. Yeah, you know it's like yeah, the trends are crazy. You know, but you, <laughs> yeah, I, it's super wild, man. That's but it's true though. That's so true. It's like the world is like distracted very easily. So the whole key point is keeping somebody's attention enough to keep them to have them there for for you to even care. You know what I mean? For yeah. you to even pay any attention to what I'm doing. What's well, been the uh you know, the feedback. So when you go out and you, you do a show and, and, you know, a lot of people show a lot of love and I know you keep in contact, you know, with some people and mm-hmm. I'm sure you got people come up to you, kids and even adults. Hey, like you were saying, Hey, your music helped me or this track helped me, or I really like yeah. what you did here. Cause that's something that I was going through. What's that been like when people are able to share their life experiences with you through your music? You know, the first couple of times that it happened, um, I'm going to be honest, it was probably around 2014, somewhere around 2014, 2015. Uh, I kind of got emotional in, for the first few times because to me, like, I wasn't crying because I was upset. I was, it was more like, uh, like tears of joy because all the stuff that I went through and I told myself I was going to do in hopes to just want just one person, just anybody to hear it and like get it but also have it help them it just was like made me feel good you know what I mean like it genuinely like made me feel good that yo like I did something right like I turned all this crap and I could have used all this crap to ruin my life but instead I used my pen and I tried and you know what stayed myself and kept it real but also telling people how real it is from my perspective and I just appreciative it's like the even like you telling me about you know your daughter Jade you know like yo like it just it just hits you like in your soul and I think it's just because I I really truthfully do music for the right reasons you know because I love performing for people but at the same time I have a soft spot to help people too right you know what I mean and so to me I feel like my, you know, whatever I was here put on this earth for, like that was my, that was my job. And I, I did something good with it. You know what I mean? Right on. And I, I know, uh, 
I know you can't share too much as far as the future. Um, but yeah, I, I did want you to talk about your, I know you've got the website. Um, if you want to mention uh, that behind you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So this is my, my newest clothing line. Um, I, I mean, you, you already know I'm always recreating stuff. And so, uh, I created fresh since 86, which is the year I was born. And it's like a, you know, like more of a vintage 90s kind of pop style. So it's like basically where I grew up, the kinds of clothes that I would see kids wearing. It's that kind of style. So taking it back. But uh, the realfreshc.com, you could get, you know, CDs, T-shirts. Um, I got some new versions, too, of um, Hustle Clothing. Hustle. So um, there's a few. So there's a few of my brands up there. I have four for now. So they're all the clothes are on there or hard copy CDs, that kind of stuff. Um, but the music, I will give you, I will give you one thing that I haven't given anybody, uh, for, especially for the fact that like, I'm appreciative to be here. Number one, you've rocked me for a lot of years and damn near to, to my knowledge, for the most part, are one of the pinnacle people that came to the early shows and to the boombox and yeah. just came to hang out like all the time, every shop, because, you know, yeah. I had three shops. Yeah. You've been to every single one you know um and i respect that so i'll give you this my first single of the year because i haven't uh released anything as fresh c anyway for 2021 um i got my uh first single that i finally picked and it's produced by my dude logic so everybody is familiar with logic it's a no-brainer but uh he produced he produced this track um and that's been kind of the secret because uh, I don't know if you got a copy and if not, I'll give one to you. But the hard copy of It Ain't Easy. I got one. The very last song is a song. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. That's right. You did. You did get one. Okay, yeah. The very last song has is a feature from Logic and I. So yeah. that's that's the, you know, so, so, something that birthed through at that time frame. So you could definitely that have that. Absolutely nobody on this earth knows that. <laughs> And that's why I say again, man, you, you put me on to a lot of people because uh, remember years ago, I, I hadn't heard of Logic and you had mentioned him. And yeah. then I remember you gave me a flyer for, uh, uh, I want to say you guys were performing it. Maybe it was Club Red. I don't, I don't remember, but it was you and Futuristic. Probably. You said, hey, have you heard of this guy? I'm like, no, nah, I never heard of him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you put me on to a lot of people, man. It's crazy. Because I thought myself, you know, I was like, oh, I know some hip hop, but no, nah, man, I don't know as much as I thought. So, yeah, I'm always appreciative of that. Uh, and it, not, and I appreciate that, but no, you're right. It was that show because I was do it? remember that because it's okay. kind of crazy. It's 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 crazy that um a lot of people like, you know, it's just like if if you're if you find something new and refreshing, you're like, yo, and you know, whatever it is, is dope, like whether it's a game or a team or a CD or whatever, you know? And when you hear a person, you know, like, yo, this this person's gonna blow or this person's this or that. It, it's pretty cool to kind of like be first. It's it's almost in the same, yeah. the same sense. Like, uh, I can't even, I honestly think you've been probably the most relevant, and I mean that respectfully, person from like day one the origin of when it started to kind of make sense to the present when it definitely mm -hmm. makes sense so 
uh, I mean, I appreciate that. Like it goes a long way with me, you know, and going back to it, not a lot of people keep it real, Mike. And like, yo, I super respect you for always keeping it real. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate 100%. that, man. But like I said, my, my memory's pretty good, man. But I was like, I think it was cornbread. Cause I still got the ticket, everything that, uh, you know, I've got the signed albums and I keep them, you know, separate. I've got the signed ticket stub and I, you know, I've got it over there. So we have our own little, uh, array of things that you know the kids try to fight over (laughs) but um bro that's cool yeah but uh advice man i I always ask people what they would tell either their younger self or somebody similar and i feel like you would be the perfect person because you know the area you know exactly what's going on over here so you know yeah rapping's not popular by any means obviously in this area so what would you say to somebody yeah. who has an idea that they want to follow that or they, they want to try and do something similar what would you tell them you know it, it's it's really simple for me what i would tell them is always believe in yourself and, and is is short sweet and cliche as that might seem if anybody here or, or young person could hear that that's one thing that I feel around this area you don't hear often. And so I would definitely say, always believe in yourself. And yet, you know, things get hard and believe me, believe me, they get rough, but the self-belief that you have in yourself will overpower any kind of negativity. If, if you are your first big fan and you're a fan of yourself and you're like, I'm gonna do this, like, I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna rap, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna become successful it be, becomes an exercise and you don't know any better after that because once you once you get to yourself and, and you know who you are by believing in yourself, nobody can stop you but you. So at the end of the day, you become a machine and that's just, you know, in a, in a positive way. I don't mean a machine like a robot, but, you know, out of context, I use metaphors and stuff, words, go figure, you know. <laughs> uh, but the thing about it is always believe like yeah and some people ain't gonna like you your family might not like you your boyfriend or girlfriend might not like what you do or respect what you do but if that's what you love and that's who you are then believe in yourself and stick to that like you know somebody who who believes in themselves 100 percent can never be swayed by another person because how are you going to tell me any different and that's what that's kind of like the secret sauce that's gotten me to this point is being myself I'll take the hits. I've taken them. I've taken, I've taken beatings. And, uh, and I don't mean that like fist fighting. I mean, yeah, oh, I know. younger years, whatever. I'm good now, but community beatings, like crazy stuff and disrespectful things, but I never stop. So, Hey, I don't know. Logic, logic's on my next track. So, I mean, I think I did all right. You're doing something right, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, say, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on. We, uh, you're, you're a very busy man. You know, yeah, I, uh, I thought my, uh, my schedule was hectic, but ain't nothing compared to yours, man. But, um, I appreciate you and you are welcome back on anytime. You've always been a friend and you're official friend of the show. So whenever you want to jump back on, man, the, the floor is always yours. Yo, I super appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Like, 
before I even yeah. go, uh, if I, if I may, uh, bro, I just want to say, yo, number one, thank you. Like, thanks for keeping it real for real. Like, this isn't because I'm on your show. You know what I mean? I'm just keeping it authentic. Like, yo, Mike, you're a legit dude, man. And I got mad respect for you. I got respect for, you know, what you're doing with the podcast and stuff like that. And just so everybody can hear it. I feel like, yo, you should get your flowers, man, because you're a good person. There's not a lot of good people out here. And I pay attention to that. So I appreciate you being a legit person, you know, rocking with me all these years. Thank you for having me on the show. And bro, you ever need anything, you can hit me anytime, man. I'm, I'm more than willing to, to help out with whatever. Thank you. I really appreciate those words, man. It means a lot. Of course. All right. Well, Fresh C, again, thank you. Again, you're welcome yeah, back on no anytime, problem. man. And, and uh, good luck to you and all your future endeavors. And I hope 21, 2021, excuse me, is your year. It's all good. Yo, thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. All right.